Hi, this is Madeline, a.k.a. Groisha, founder of Growing With The Seasons. Our new voice, Season 1, is the foundation of the intergenerational conversation. It's been in my heart to do. We need more mirrors and voices to inspire our choices. For in the reflection of each other, we all grow wiser. I know I have. To learn more or get involved in this and other co-creations and conversations, check out the website gwtsfamily.com. We offer many ways to help you groom your authentic expression. Here we grow. Hello, the keen boys are here. This is uh, Tristan and Cole, who came from my heart and soul, and their good friend Ryan. And it's really wonderful to hear what these boys have to say and what a different energy there was when we spoke with the girls. We sat by the fire a different day, but it came up a little different. But who's to say, you know, I am the mom of them, but it was a wonderful conversation. And, you know, listen beyond some of the little blips sitting outside by the fire. We were just learning to record, but this is one of the earlier ones that we did. So enjoy the listen. And if any of you young men or women want to hear your voices or be involved and tell us what your thoughts are about this world, we invite you, you know, let us know if uh, more of you want to add your voices to the youth. I only have the small circle that comes with my sons, and I know what they experience living here it might be very different from where you live. So listen in and tell us what you think, and thank you for vibrating in the one heart and growing smart. All right, welcome to our new voice. Here we are, take three. <laughs> yeah, very patient. I mean, I don't know. I know us moms gripe about these young kids, but... These three are being really patient with this process. So we're talking about gender and we've gotten pretty basic understandings that gender was pretty straightforward. There wasn't really a question for any of you guys. And we were starting to talk about the way that you learn what it is to be a man and a woman and the new relationships that may not be of the same template that someone like myself as a boomer might have had as her idea of what a family was supposed to look like. So maybe you guys can talk about what you feel a family's supposed to look like. Yeah, well, I mean, reiterating what I said in the trial, I guess we'll call it. I don't know if I wanted to stick with that idea of the 50s housewife and male dynamic where I, like, come home and my wife doesn't have a job, but she's working in the kitchen and stuff, cooking, like, food and, like, just taping the kids everywhere. I think I would want a more, like, dynamic back and forth relationship with my significant other in the sense that we both lead our own lives and that I'm not the only one who's, I guess, going out there. Because I feel like if you do that, there, there's like resentment thrown in between of what you could do or what, what you can't do. And then that just becomes a problem down the road. So I think I would want for like both parties involved to have very like open opportunities for what they can pursue in their life and not just like a set template of what we have to fit into, which I think that's kind of boring. I agree. I think oftentimes that special someone is always hard to find, but I I always thought that I, I wanted a female in my life that was, you know, smarter than me, challenges me, but uh, I wouldn't have an issue if it, if it came down to it, if my wife was more successful than I was to be. The, the domestic engineer, if you will, 
of the family, the the stay at home dad, but domestic engineer. Yeah, that's a term I've heard before. <laughs> I just don't feel like there is a a normal or perhaps you know as you're saying earlier a new normal that we should fit into because you know each each relationship each family each couple is different and they don't have to confide or fit within a certain jar of social norms i feel and that women and men are equal and should be treated just so i guess that's why really getting to know yourself helps you be in relationships because then it can be true about what you're doing and not just be in the relationship and try to keep the relationship as opposed to being the real self did that ever happen do you ever get lost in a relationship where you're trying to be what someone else wants you to be because you don't want them to not like you? yes i call them <laughs> I, not me personally but i i mean maybe there's instances that i have been in a relationship and i you know you don't realize it until you're out of it i call that the boyfriend slash girlfriend chameleon that they change to to fit the the relationship or fit the significant other how does it usually work out? It doesn't. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've been with girls that, to be frank, it's just a physical relationship for the most part. The emotional aspect is lacking or not there, but, you know, not every relationship is, you know, the relationship for the rest of your life, so. Yeah, one of the things I repeat often is that life's a school and relationships are the classroom and so you learn about yourself through your relationships so whichever ones you have they're usually an opportunity to see something about yourself like whether or not you tell the truth you know what you think's important yeah and in my limited view of relationships like i haven't been in many but i've always tried to remain like what i like was before it i've never tried to like seriously change my attitude on something just to like you know make the other person feel better or really um make them like me i've always tried to think that i've always tried to stay myself so that if the person likes me they like me for myself and it's not really anything i have to change and i'm not trying to have them smother my personality under this uh idea of what they want i feel like it's a bit unfair even for both parties like i, I would want anyone i'm dating to remain themselves because i think it makes you a more independent and in interesting person the long run like instead of being like okay with everything maybe have like you could have like some opinions or stances i like disagree with mine and i don't know i think disagreements are natural and i think it's healthy so i, I wouldn't want anyone to chameleon and chameleon to into my life yeah i agree with that i definitely in a relationship would want the person to be like their complete authentic self have me also be myself so she's a nice trustful relationship yeah i can know if i really don't like the relationship early on instead of like them you know appeasing to what i like and later on being completely different and me realizing that oh i don't have anything in common with this person at all they were just you know changing themselves for me so i always think it's good to be you know transparent in a relationship yeah so this is a little out of left field, but I'm feeling that I should ask it. What do you guys think about, like, having children? And I know that you know, none of you are having them anytime soon, I pray. But the children, like, going through school, would you do it the same way that it was done for you? Like, what are your thoughts about what, what, what happens with kids when they come into the world and how we do it so far? Like, what's your sense of it? 
Well, I I don't know. I feel like I would want to have. Obviously, I would want to have kids in the future. The idea of a smaller me running around is just so joyful. You know, <laughs> just more me is what I need in this world. Yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be. I think the part I'm looking forward to the most in my future is showing them things that I like and hoping that it, you know, maybe imprints on them a little bit. Like my dad showed me a lot of movies and music that he likes and I've come to like them. And I think that's something really cool that I would want. I would like to do. But yeah, I don't know. When back going through the school and the whole way that everything happens, like, do you feel like it's the best thing for children to go through the experience of, you know, K through 12 and all that? Like, what's your sense of that? I will. I never really had any trouble in school. I mean, besides the work, which is hard, but everyone has that problem. And I've never really been through any of like the serious like horror stories, bullying or any of those things. So I don't know. I, I, I haven't really witnessed it, but I would want my child to go through school just to, you know, because I feel like it could put them on like a pretty like normal. I would want them to have like a normal life instead of like maybe something super sheltered or I wouldn't want to homeschool or anything like that. I think I would want them to go through high school or any any public school just because of what you learn about yourself in high school or public school because I think it's just important. I wouldn't want to deprive them of those experiences, good or bad, because you grow as a person from them. I think I think the biggest thing, maybe a little bit more than experiences are relationships that I think you are like you're saying, like the the world is our our school and relationships are our classroom and these relationships that you make and you know I mean the three of us all went to public school and that none of us would have I mean the two of you would have but I wouldn't have known you guys if we didn't go to public school and I think that not sending my child to through that would almost be a disservice rather than you know sheltering them from the the possibilities of bullying that they they're sure to overcome or or you know failure in a class or something like that because the 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 negatives are surely outweighed by the the positives do you feel like kids are able to be authentic in school like do you feel like that's one of the qualities that is groomed i felt that i didn't find my niche of friends really until my senior year of high school my best friend moved away to florida after my sophomore year and then you know it was like time to find new friends and i really didn't until my senior year when i really when i started hanging out with tristan and cole and a few other of our friends but you know authenticity in guys exactly yeah the authenticity was lacking with other friends and i don't feel that's the case with the friends that I hang out with now. So what about you, Tristan? What do you feel about school K through 12 and kids of the future? I think I'd put my kid in a public school. Like I, I think I'd want to want my kid to have the same education I had, but I don't know with the way the world's going. I don't think putting kids into this world is going to really help anything, but also like, you know, we might all die. So who knows? What do you mean when you say that? I mean, it's like, you know, with everything that's going on, like global warming, like it's like the world basically just falling apart, you know, unless we figure it out, it may not be uh, right to bring a kid in 
as much as it would be nice to have like you know a kid that just has to like live worse than I did. I don't really want that. I feel like it's the different, but it's it's different, but it's the same as you know parents of the past. My father grew up during the Cold War, and you know Vietnam or you know the civil rights movement. You know, I, I feel like that's, you know, no different than now. And you go back further and, you know, Korean War, World War II, su- women's suffrage, I, I don't know. I feel like it's the movements that that change the world, and I feel like we're just living through one. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing, you know, if we're going to go down the wormhole for a moment, you know, our mind is a mirror, right? Like, it learns through imitation, and it grows understanding through... Well, it compares, right? This or this, this or that. And then it leaves us in somewhat of a extended ping pong match within ourselves that can feel like, you know, you're gaining some, some like, you know, rally back and forth, you know, is that what you call it when you yeah. get the ball yeah. back and forth? But yet the ability to really be still is hard because the mind likes to keep going. So these thoughts that we're processing, like you said, the lens that we might have had if we were born 60 years ago, 100 years ago, or born 20 years ago, it's different because whatever era you were born in, you get a certain kind of lens of how you look at it through your thoughts. Right. And you get taught things from the people. Yeah. I always said to my brother, really, that there's like a an event that defines a generation. And, you know, there's the Kennedy assassination or... Maybe the Challenger exploding and Berlin Wall falling for past generations, but I feel like, you know, this 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 virus perhaps, or maybe this this movement of of civil rights, you know, the peak of this mountain perhaps is our moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a raising of consciousness, and the thing is, when you get a sense of how our mind and our heart and our body works, our mind is really just like a taking in information and just giving us ways that we think we're supposed to act. But like, what is it that's watching us? Like, who are we when we're not in our mind? I mean, I know that's deep and down the hole a little bit, but I often wonder about that because I think there's more to life than just what we talk about and what we see on TV and what we think, you know what I mean? I think there's a bigger way that we're all connected. And you guys think about that just in a clue. I'm not really anything. My thoughts won't change anything. I'm not very important. I'm not a cataclysmic like event that'll like offshoot the course of life. Like, I think life just keeps moving on. And I'm just kind of in it, and whatever I do with the a lot of time I have is what I do with the a lot of time I have. I don't really know, you know. I don't, and I think you know bringing more people into that, giving them their shot to do something is is. I encourage it. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't see it as almost like a burden. Like, I think that living your life and you know, bring other lives into this time, even though it may be like distressful, you know, a bit complicated. I think it's going to be for the better because, you know, like the grass is always green. Like back in during like civil rights or uh, civil, uh, like women's suffrage, I bet they thought like it's going to get worse than this. It can't get better than this. And then it has. And I bet I think we're thinking the same thing now with all the uh, disease and craziest things happening. But I think that's just the way we're looking at it as it comes at us. Like, we haven't seen anything like it before, but, you know, it doesn't mean we can. It doesn't mean it's the end of the world. It just means it's a, a minor, like, speed bump in this life. 
So I appreciate what you're saying. It's a little bit more existential. It's like you just kind of have your spot in that city. You're not really affecting other lives. Yeah. But I. But it's impossible not to affect other lives. No, it's not. Because not exactly. how we are affects the people around us all the time. I don't mean it like I'm not interacting with other people. I mean it kind of like that people are still going to be alive and people are still going to find a way to thrive. I don't think I'm going to be able to stop the course of life in the, in the uh, sense that, like, I'm going to, nothing's going to get better from here, I think. And I don't know if I, I can really change anything. I mean, I'm sure if I can, I can change some things, but for the most part, I feel, you know, limited to what I can do, how I can reach out. I mean, that's why we want to all come together and do what we can, but I hear you. Go ahead, Ryan. I don't think it's about, you know, maybe making your difference, you know, stopping life and making your difference. I think it's, if you redirect life that one degree, you've made your difference. If you affected that one life, you know, teachers always say if they can influence one, one student in their career, they, they've done their job. And I feel that if you can, you know, if you, if you change one person and that person changes one person, you know, it'll never end. So I think, I think we are self-made, but I don't, I don't think we don't affect change. So I don't think that our, our destination is determined, but I think, I think we just find ourselves along the way. Thank you for being authentic. You know, to that point that we grow a little bit, you know, when I was growing up, there was that silly phrase, children should be seen and not heard. So kids were supposed to just be out playing and not really around and stuff like that. And being the mother of Tristan and Cole, they drew a lot of attention to themselves. They were strong. They were clear. They were articulate. They had things to say, you know. So one of the things that I wanted to do as a parent was make sure my kids could speak, speak about themselves, speak about life, you know what I mean, know themselves. And so the older boys are the same way, you know, they're, they're all of that type. But that was my move that I could make for the family line, right? Because growing up, our voices were more like, ha, ha, shut up, you know, we're doing what I say, you know, whereas I tried to say, okay, what does everybody think? And sometimes that was really hard. It would have been a lot easier if I could have just been like, yo, everybody do what I say. But we didn't lay it down like that. But I did allow the children to each have their own authentic expression, which I think, like I said, there's those small increments that we make towards what we think is important. And I decided that was a value for myself as a parent anyway. So, yeah, Tristan, we were just talking about kids going forward and what kind of uh, schooling they might have or what we might offer children if, in a different world. And I know you touched on who knows what's going to happen. And straight up, like, do you guys feel like that? Because you're not going into the same world that I did, like college and standard, you know, this, there's a whole lot changing. What do you guys think? Just like college and how much it costs and the whole thing. Like, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, college is definitely like pretty uh big thing right now you know it's very expensive it's very like high risk you know but i feel like uh most people who have gone to college or most like people i know have gone to college and they've gotten you know some experience from it or even some knowledge from it that they didn't have before previously and really that's all i'm pursuing i just want to know what to do and i think college could help me in that where I could just, you know, meet more people and see what I like, see what I don't like, you know, find out what I want to do or, you know, get good at what I want to do. Yeah, that, so that's the only reason I want to go, but it's definitely a challenge. It's like a hurdle because, you know, there's financially, it's like financially a huge thing. It's a lot of money. 
some people, you know, look down upon it and say it just doesn't work. But I don't know. I'd like to make that opinion for myself instead of having people who have gone to college say it doesn't work. But then, like, people who have gone to college says it works. And there's people who haven't gone to college and say, oh, man, I wish I went to college. And there's just a lot of different things that you can't really listen to someone who's like, oh, college is a scam. Yeah, but you went to college. Like, people who go to college and say that, then obviously they have some weight in what they're saying. But it might have just been their fault. It couldn't have been college's fault you don't know but i would like to figure that out for myself instead of having someone tell me and me being like oh okay i guess i won't go to college because then i could be you know like removing myself from some important thing that i could find in in my later life yeah i don't know what i want to do i don't know i don't even know if i want to go to college i'm pretty uh confused about that whole thing right now and it just seems like a big decision to me when I'm like 17. I don't know if I want to go to college or if I just want to like find a job somewhere or if I want to go to like community for two years. I'm still not sure. Things should be known. Do you want an answer to that too, right? Yes, sure. Yeah. My mom went to college. My father didn't. My mom went to Fairfield in Connecticut and got a nursing degree and was a nurse for six years, and then there was an accident in my family, and she had to leave, and she hasn't worked since, and that was in 2002. 18 years later, she hasn't worked since, and my father didn't go to college and was a police officer for 30 years, so it's easy to say college and success aren't directly related. It's easy to say that, but I would disagree that, you know, there is a degree of success related to formal education. You know, I don't think that all college is, you know, classroom or all schooling is just classroom. You know, it's it's a lot about finding yourself and who you are because of the relationships you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think I've always, you know, it was always that I was going to go to college in my family and that all four of my siblings were going to go to college. And both my brother and I joined ROTC and after college, we'll join the army and you know, my father wasn't in the army, but my, my grandfather was, and I, both my grandfather and my mother's father, my other grandfather, were in the army or navy, so it was part of our family background a little bit. I felt the, you know, the drive within myself, you know, I wasn't following my brother's footsteps or my grandfather's or anything like that, but it, it was go to college to a re- to reach that point of being in an officer because that's what was needed, you know, because I had the goal of doing that. So college was always just a stepping stone in that path. Nice. We know more about you. So you always kind of want to go into the army. Yes. You have that kind of look too. Captain America. Captain America, but he does have that look. So I last thing, how do you know that something's true? Like how do you resonate or really determine like the truth for yourself? I make guesses. That a voice? <laughs> I mean, nobody really knows if anyone's telling the truth, you know, unless they already I know. I mean, for it. yourself, truth, like what you want. Like, I understand you may not want it, but like for yourself, like what's your truth? How do you know when something's true? So how do you get a sense that, yeah, that feels right? I don't know. It's, I don't know. I, it's, it's like you said, it's just a feeling. Like you do something and like it feels right in you. You don't really get, you have like second thoughts, but like, really like what you want to do and no matter what you do you always think about it's in the back of your mind 
so awkward. But you're saying what you want to do becomes what you zone. Yeah, that like day. for <laughs> for me, like any anything in, like in my future, when I think about what I want to do or how I want to approach it, I think about it in my head, and then you know, there's always these options in my head of what I can do. Like I, I could join the military, I could go to college, I could just not do anything, and you know, I'm always like weighing those in my head, but I'm also always like getting drawn towards one more than the other and you know almost like fantasizing about it and so then that's kind of what I want to pursue so then your thoughts kind of grow more stuff around it so you start to think about something a lot and then more happens around it yeah and I guess you know truth like when I hear when I hear something and I have to discern whether it's truthful for myself I kind of just weigh it in my head I just think like well what like what is like I just try to see the whole picture and then I can kind of like decipher whether it's truthful or like so you lying. use discernment. So you kind of use discernment. Yeah. Okay. I don't think the truth is really definable. I think the truth is personal. Like, like my parents are still together, but I have friends that their parents have been divorced, and you know, it's father versus mother. The the side of of what happened in the relationship and why it failed. It's and then which one was the truth, you know? Yeah, I've met lots of kids in between those kind of stories over my years of counseling where they have, like, what their mom said and what their dad said, and they really feel in the middle in such an uncomfortable way. Yeah, and, you know, picking one of the truths is difficult. So, you know, I think the truth, you know, I can't say it's it's what you want it to be, but it, it really, it's what you make of it, you know? You know, I think... Uh, a crazy statistic that I always found was that only 18% of American citizens trust the government. Oh, really? Which is, you know, obviously staggeringly low. I wonder Tristan's wondering if we're going to be all right. <laughs> Which, you know, if if it's that few people, then why, why have the institution, you know? What's the threshold of... And that government has a lot of guns. Yeah, what's what's the threshold of freedom for security and where is what level of truth do we deserve as as you know individuals you know because we are just a speck in 300 million but you know if i'm not here and you know if tristan's not here and cole's not here it adds up quick so you know where's the line where do you draw the line in the sand yeah, those are good questions. I'm really definitely hoping that more and more of the truth comes out and it becomes somewhat of a universal truth, right? Because there's so many things that, like you guys said, has different perspectives. But if we can just come up with some basics, they're all just like, all right, so this is what's up. You know, let's let's start with what we know because it can get so muddy so quick and then it's hard to move at all. Yeah. So anything else you guys want to say about yourself, relationships? family, the truth, authenticity, anything like that? I just think it's, you know, it's important to be to be genuine because, you know, eventually the act will end and you'll fall out of character and, you know, when you're you're stuck, you know, with the loss of your friends and family when you don't know who you are, how is someone else going to? So being happy true. Let us really be ourselves. I like that, Ryan. Thank you. Bill and Ted once said, be excellent to each other. And I think that's very important to just, you know, keep in the back of your mind when you're looking at what you want to do or how you're going to approach something. Just be, be excellent. excellent to each other. I like it. Call you through in a movie quote. Good job. What can I say? I love it. I love the movie quotes. You boys know a lot through movies. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Take care and uh, see you again soon. Thank you, Cole, Brian, Tristan. Yeah. Thank you. Very well. Very well. Journey in all the directions. Calling above and below to the space inside me that longs to glow. I call for the wisdom of my teachers and my elders and the wisest part of me. What is it that's going to set us free? How can we find harmony in this family? Please teach me. Show me the way. I know. The way will open. Where is it? Where's the fire? Rhythm in the middle. Stay centered. Stay true. Do what you're here to do. That's what'll soothe your soul. Rhythm in the middle.